us in my circle Who the one who be the snakes Who gon' fold up under pressure Who gon' understand the stakes Who gon' wait to get they food To try to take from off my plate Who the love Who gon' understand I'm hurt Who gon' love me unconditionally And try and make it work Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed a tin once I'm in dirt I ain't asking for too much I'm trying to all right, welcome to the next episode of Give Me My Crown Podcast. Give Me My Crown Podcast. And as you all can see, this is the first video we're doing, so just want to reintroduce ourselves just so y'all can put a, a name to the face. My name is Antonio. My name is Keith Ansel Pharrell Jr. And today we're going to talk about, we're going to barely scratch the surface on finances. Finances is a huge topic. It's a very broad topic, and there's a, a bunch of things that, that are encompassed within finances. So today we're just going to barely scratch the surface on a little bit of that. I agree. I think we got three talking points for y'all today so y'all can get to know a little bit more about finances with us. Yeah, and for one, the first thing we're going to go over, what is financial literacy? Financial literacy is the ability to understand and effectively use various, um, various financial skills. Okay, like we said before, he got the college degrees, I'm non-college degree. I'm going to give you the quick and skinny of this. Is how is my money working for me and how do I manage my money? That's true. And for one, as we all know, the most effective way to manage your money is to have a what? A budget. I wouldn't believe it first. Shout out to my wife. Like my wife and Antonio they kept telling me about budgeting. Shout out to them. Yeah, and budgeting I think is is one of the most important things you can do in order to try to get your finances in order. Because not everybody, obviously, like I said, not everybody has all the finances in order. Not everybody makes a ton of money. But a budget can, you can pay yourself more by having a budget because at that point, you know where your money is going. But you can have all the money in the world. If you don't have a budget and you don't know where your money going, you're just losing money. That's true because if you're making you're making a million dollars, $2 million a year, but you're spending over $2 million a year, how much money are you actually, how, how wealthy are you actually? Well, you ain't wealthy at all. You be like me. I just make it back. That's why I used to say that all the time. I can make it back. But when you get a budget, you see where your money's going. Yeah, and a budget I think is very important. You, like, like I said, every, there's, there's different types of budgets that, that you can have. There's different ways you could do a budget. You could do it yourself. You could hire somebody to do your budget. I am a financial coach, so I do do budgets. I will be certified through Ramsey, Ramsey Solutions as a master financial coach. Ramsey? So, Ramsey Solutions, Dave Ramsey. Oh, my God. Um, Dave Ramsey is, obviously, some people know who Dave Ramsey is. Some people don't. Some people agree with his method. Some people don't. I, for one, at first, was a little skeptical about his method. And he has the seven baby steps as far as saving money and paying off all your debt and living debt free. Um, I did follow those steps to become debt free. And when I started that, I did become debt free and it completely changed my life for the better. Did you go through all the steps though? I hadn't made it. I'm still working on some of the steps. Do you believe in the rest of the steps? I believe in the rest of the steps because um, for one, the snowball effect work to a T. I agree with that one. That definitely worked. I think uh, first thing you need to do, obviously, save money. Correct. You got to save $1,000. There you go. That's the first thing because they say 64% of households in the United States do not have $1,000 saved up for an emergency fund. Everybody got $1,000. That's $1,000. Everybody got $1,000. 64%. So if you, look at, if you look at 100 families, 64 of them don't have $1,000 saved up for an emergency yeah. fund. 
I mean, yeah. and when I start when I start studying more into this, I'm like, I'm like that. That's hard to believe. Like just a thousand dollars. Everybody got a thousand dollars. But then you look, and now everything is so high. If you have a major car issue, if you have a major issue with your house, especially if you own your house, it's gonna cost way more than a thousand dollars. We all know that. If you gotta go, kids gotta go to the doctor. You gotta go to the doctor. Something serious. You get. God forbid, a car accident, hurt at work, something like that. Most people don't have an, even a thousand dollars, and like I said, thousand dollars is shoot nowadays the bare minimum of what you need to to make it by on, emer- on an emergency. That's, that's wild, right there. Yeah, like like I said, I thought the same thing when I first when I first started studying this stuff, and I'm like, damn, sixty four percent. Like I told you, I can get with the whole, you know, the first two them steps you just named. Yes. But I can't give it all seven steps. Which which ones don't you agree with? I'm just saying, like, I can get that free. I yeah. can have $1,000 on hand. Yeah. But, you know, I believe in credit. Yeah, and that's... That's that's kind of where a lot of people um, a lot of people go back and forth with, with his method. Obviously, his method of being debt-free has worked for him. And you got other people out here... Yeah, that's true. You got other people out here, such as... Um, What's the guy's name? Him 500. Him 500. He talks about how you can use credit to your advantage, and obviously he's making it work for him. And there's plenty of other people. Grant Cardone. That's my boy right there. Spend other people's money instead of your own. And yep. like I said, there's advantages and disadvantages uh, to both. I do believe, um, like I said, I do believe in, in the Dave Ramsey method, but I also believe that if you make money, you, you have to enjoy, first of all, you have to enjoy your money. Like, you can make all the money in the world, but if and you can save all the money in the world, but if you're not enjoying yourself or enjoying your money, I get it. then at that point, or why are you making money at that point if you can't enjoy it? I agree. I mean, that's the whole point of making money is to be able to enjoy your life. Exactly. So, I mean, some people, some people are car fanatics. Yep. Some people have other hobbies that are very expensive. For me, I love cars. Watches, so, cars. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> So, so I love cars. So when I, I I will say when I paid my car off, it felt like a huge relief. It felt like a huge burden lifted off my back. I when I paid off my wife's car, it felt like a huge burden lifted off my back because a car payment. Most people are, most people are paying for a car that. That car, if if something happens, they yep. can't afford to keep paying for that car. Or if something happens to that car and they don't have a warranty on that car, they can't afford to get the car fixed and keep paying for the car. So I think that's where that's what that's what hurts a lot of Let's people. Let's talk about some the, the good points of this process, though. How good did it feel when you paid your car, your wife's car? It felt amazing. I mean, you feel like the man when you walk through, don't you? Oh yeah, I, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, you pay the cars, I'm like, I did that. Yeah, when you got. When 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 you got all that money in cars, and then you you can I mean at, at first I, I'm yep. not gonna lie, calling the bank and making that large payment, yeah. it hurts. Like I, I felt it in my soul. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> when I did both of my cars, but at the end of the day, it worked out for the better because now we're not paying five, six, seven, yep, eight, nine hundred dollars yep. a month. You're paying that money on the front end, but now that seven, eight, nine hundred dollars that you had. All that money is yours now. Now yep. you got that income every single month. You can invest in some, you know what I'm saying? Like my homeboy right here, real estate agent. Hey, let's buy some properties together. Because you can snowball your own money to, more, to bigger money. Yeah, and, it's, and 
They say the best money is making money when you sleep. That's right. Passive income. That's right. So, I mean, we all want to get to the point where we're making passive income where you don't have to do nothing for that money, such as, like you said, real estate. Yep. Real estate can be passive income if you, if you do it right. You, you buy the property, you get somebody to run the property for you instead of you running the property for yourself, and then you just pay that property manager to run the property. Now, all that income is passive. There you go. There you're, you not, go. you're not spending the time. You're dishing out money on the front end, but you're making that money every single month. I was not a believer in real estate until I saw it happening with him. You know, you'd be like, oh, this real estate game ain't going to work, you know, until you see somebody doing it. Whether it's selling homes or coaching people through buying investment properties, you're like, this could work for me. Yeah, and 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 I think and a lot of people's goals and dream are to buy a home. Yep. And obviously to get to that goal, you have to be stable financially. Because that's one of the worst things you can get into is if you buy a home and you're not hundred percent ready to buy that home. That's right. That's right. Because obviously we see what happened, what, in two thousand eight. Boy. You got a lot of people buying homes and even the banks. Um, a lot. I, I feel like a lot of that can fall back to the banks because you're approving people for these homes that you know they can't afford. Then you're going in foreclosing on the homes. So I'm not gonna say it all falls on the bank because they are the ones that approved it. But the consumer, I think, is the one that also the consumer is the one that applied and agreed to those terms. We're talking about financial literacy right now, right? Yeah. You know, wait for that foreclosure market to be right. Oh yeah, you. I mean, I mean, it, it's overpaid for these homes. It's eventually gonna come. Let's go shopping. It's eventually gonna come. Let's go shopping. So yeah, so like I said, getting to that point is a budget will get you to that point where you're able to save up for that first or second home because now you see, all right, I got this amount of money going here, this amount of money going That's here. Right. Then you say, all right, now I can put this much aside because unless you have a VA loan or one of these other or one of these yeah, other VA programs. Loan. Yeah, you're right. VA. You, yeah. yeah. Keep saying it. What? Keep saying VA loan. <laughs> Why you say that? I'm just saying. Keep saying VA. No. Keep, keep saying it. Yeah. yeah. yeah so long as you got the, if, if, unless, if you got the VA loan, obviously you don't need any money down, yeah. but you still need money for closing costs. There you go. If you don't have the VA loan, now you need money for closing costs and you need money for a down payment. Yeah. Unless to, it's a USDA. USDA. That's, that's correct. We'll have you some, can't make a certain amount with them, right? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how much it is because I don't get into I don't get a lot into the mortgage side. Okay. I do I know enough to you know to help my clients out, obviously, gotcha, gotcha. but I don't get into the details of the different because you got the main types is USDA, conventional, VA, and FHA. Okay, all the, a lot of those except the VA, you need some kind of money down. Okay, um, there's different programs that'll help you get money down, but you want to. You still you can't you still can't go into a house even with the VA loan you still can't go and buy a house with no money because you still need closing costs. There you go. Yep. So to get those closing costs and to save up for those closing costs, down payments or whatever you need, obviously you need that um, you need that money uh, that money saved up. And we we will have a future episode talking about mortgages. We got we got a friend for that. Yeah, he I mean he's he sells mortgages now, so he's deep into the game. Me and him work together a lot. He does. Somebody calls me, hey, I want to buy a house. You pre-approved yet? Nah, call my boy. My boy, he get him pre-approved. All right, come on, let's go find a house now. You, you will see, we'll bring a lot of our childhood friends that we're still friends today onto the podcast. Yeah, and just um, off topic a little bit, like you said, we're going to bring a lot of them on. You're going to see uh, Ray-Bans, who, who did our intro and outro uh, yes. theme song, uh, Who to Love. Shout out Ray-Bans. 
he he really came through with us for he this did, one. He did. Um, and we're gonna have a lot of other people. Also, while we're on the t while we're off topic a little bit, shout out my brother-in-law Lavelle. He did the picture of Ghost and the picture of Jay Z right here. God did. God he did. did. Yes, sir. He did. He's, he is a graphic designer. He did both of these um, in a later video or uh, in these comment in the comments down below. I will I will put his link to his website. There, he's very very talented um, and. Just great work. And we got to talk about the merch. So, yo, show it to them. We do have merch. Got Give me my merch. crown podcast. If you want it, we could put it on hoodies. We could put it on shirts, black, white. We could put it on hats. We can make the logo bigger, smaller. We can do whatever you want. And we'll shout out my sister-in-law, Tiffany, Virtuous Designs. Yes. Came, gave us a fire logo. Yes. So, we appreciate that. And tell you, shout out to people who are going to be doing the hoodies for us. Um, we got a, we got the hoodies made through Custom Tees at Concord Mills Mall. Um, they definitely came through. I went to them. I said, hey, I, I, I got this logo. I need it on something. And they put it on the hoodie. Hey, what you think about that? Looks great. So definitely, definitely shout out them. And you might think we just rambling right now. We're not. This is all part of financial literacy. This is building networking. So it's not personal money coming in, but it's us building our brand. And building other people up as well yeah net, networking is a huge part of financial literacy because obviously when me and my wife moved to charlotte years ago over probably 12 years ago don't talk about it don't talk about <laughs> it just left me just left me. almost 12 years ago and when i first moved down here it's like all right how much money can i make all right now i'm making more money i got to spend more money and it's not always just because you make more money doesn't necessarily mean you have to spend more money. But if you don't have a budget, naturally that will probably happen. Because if you go from making fifty thousand to eighty thousand, now you're gonna live on an eighty thousand dollar budget. If you go from making eighty thousand to one hundred twenty thousand, now you're living on making now now you're making a living on a hundred and twenty thousand dollar budget. Yes. But if you every step you go up, obviously your obviously your bills are gonna increase somewhat because if you live in a small house. You get a big pay raise. You're gonna to want to move in that bigger house. But if you're comfortable living on a sixty thousand dollar budget, just because you make a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand dollars, you can still live on that sixty thousand dollar budget. And then that gives you a bunch of money. You can either you can save. First of all, you definitely got to save money. You got to save money. Saving saving is very important because you want to have that money for put away for any type of emergency that might come up. And then talk about the fun though, son. You're like. We understand the stuff you gotta have, but you wanna you wanna put up money for vacations too. Yeah, yeah, you de definitely because I mean you got especially if you have kids. <laughs> I say that number one. <laughs> if you got kids, first of all, no vacation is gonna be cheap from here on out. There you go because you ain't just paying for one or two. Now you are paying for three or four. Like and, Disney, right? Oh yeah, Disney. I know I'm gonna spend some money at Disney, <laughs> but so so. I put money aside not only for myself but for my kids to have fun. My kids are spoiled, and when I say they're spoiled, they are also very grateful. But I put myself in a situation where I'm able to do that. I'm able to spoil them. I'm able to put them in a situation and and teach them habits as far as as far as financial literacy goes, where they pick up off my habits. Because I think I think in our community we do that a lot. We're not we're not taught financial literacy. And we're not taught enough about finances 
that I think we're, we set ourselves up for failure. Is it because we don't know? Is it because our parents didn't know or the people before them didn't know? Or is it just because just the way things are? I think it's both. I think, first of all, our, our parents didn't know. The finan- our parents didn't know financial literacy. They knew work, pay bills, work, yep. pay bills. Yep. They didn't know saving money. If they did save money, it was a very, very little bit, maybe yeah. for Christmas. Yep. And then... <coughs> and then they didn't know about investing. They didn't yeah. know about real estate wasn't as big back then. Yeah. They didn't know about that. So I think is I think it's is that part. So them not knowing and not teaching us, we can't blame I don't think we can blame our parents because obviously they didn't know. You can't yeah. teach something you don't know. Yep. But I think it's our job as this generation to teach the up and coming kids. Yeah. But then you also have people who you could tell them what to do and they don't listen. Yeah. So I could tell you all day, hey, do this, do that, do this. Here are steps one through seven. Follow these steps and we can get you where you want to be. Yeah. But if you're not willing to, to follow those steps, you can lead a horse. What they say? You can lead a horse to the water, but you can't drink. make them drink. No, you can't make them drink, man. So I think it's important that we teach our kids how to be financial how to be um financial literate okay because you want like i said you want them obviously you want them to grow up in a better in a better life than we did but we also want them to be in a spot that sets them up for success because if i, f- I feel like if when we were younger if our parents knew about yeah. the finances that we know about yeah and they taught it they taught that to us i feel like there wouldn't be so much of a gap as far as how long it took us to get where we are. Speaking of that, man, we got to talk about life insurance. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't know you can get money off your own life insurance. Yeah, you can get money off life insurance. And also, you want, God forbid, you don't want anything to happen to you, but you want your people taken care of if something exactly. happens to you. You want your people to be able to, you don't want them struggling to find money to, to God forbid, bury you. You don't want them to struggle to find money to pay for bills after something happens to you. So that also goes into a budget. You have to insert in that budget enough money for life insurance. Life insurance isn't isn't super expensive. And you leave the next generation better than you were. Yeah, you got to because... Life insurance is actually a, a profiting tool as well. That's true. Next generation. That's true, that's true, that's true. And we want to just... You want to just... How do I put this? Just like, say it. like you say, you wanna you wanna leave them in a better situation, but you but you, like I said, you also want to set them up for success. Yeah, you don't want something to happen to you, and then you leave your kids, your wife, somebody struggling, and now they have to do something to make those ends meet. That's right. Yep. So I think I, I think financial literacy is is one of the most important things we need to know, and it's not taught in schools. It's not taught in most schools. I was which, just going to go there. Like, do you feel like this should be a course taught in high school, middle school? I def. I I think I think from middle school. I don't think I don't think a lot of kids will pay attention enough in middle school. Okay. I think from ninth grade up, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, there should definitely be a financial literacy class in each. Of the grades nine through t- nine through twelve, I think it's as important as sex sex education. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, if not more. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. you have like you have no matter what you do, you have to be financially literate. Most yep. kids don't. Most kids, I 
<clears throat> as you all know, I'm a police officer. I work at a school. Yeah. Most kids, mm-hmm. I talk to kids all day. They come to me, oh, yo, I got my first paycheck. And like, yo, it was $200 less than what I than, than what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, did you count for taxes? Did you count for Social Security? Did you count for uh, everything else that the government has taken out? Yes. Like, nah, why I got to pay that? What you mean? That's coming out of every check. The more you make, the more they take out. Yep. And so, and I think that's where... That's where the failure lies is um, is being uneducated. So is it the system or is it the people? I think it's a mixture of both. I would agree. I think everybody can't be the 1%. Yes, I, I, I 100% you, you agree need, with that. If everybody was an entrepreneur, who would make the products we need? Yeah, exactly. And you, you don't even have some workers. You don't even have to be an entrepreneur. There's plenty of, um, in one of Dave Ramsey's books, yeah. He talks about a vast majority of millionaires are teachers. Nine to five millionaire, Jamal King. He was a police officer. Exactly. He was a police officer. One day he checked his bank account and all of a sudden he a millionaire. He didn't know he was a millionaire. No. That's wild. Like he didn't even know he was one. And you know where that comes from? Budgeting. There you go. Yep. Goes back to budgeting and financial literacy. Yep. Because back to your question, you said, is it the system? Or is it people? And like I said, I think it's I think it's a combination of both because I do think um, we us as a culture sometimes we learn some and don't look back to teach teach the next person. That's true. Why is that? I don't know. I don't I, I don't know if as a culture we're scared that people that we teach somebody is so they're not going to take money out of our pocket. I feel like that's the dumbest thing. that's the dumbest idea though I agree I feel like there's enough money for everybody out here it's, it's trillions of dollars in the world there's enough money for everybody I feel like I could teach you something and you could teach a thousand more people and it's not going to take money out of our pockets you no know, I'm different though because I'm going to take the black <laughs> you put me on game there's going to some money right here to put me on game exactly going to do that though no. so and I think when you don't do that I think when we don't reach back and teach yeah. I think that falls on us but then when we do reach back and try to tell somebody else, but then they don't listen, yeah. that falls on them. Exactly. They got the knowledge. They just yes. didn't want to go with it. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I'm a firm believer if somebody teaches me something and they're doing better than I am at something, I'm going to take that knowledge 100%. Yes, sir. It's For, called mentors. Oh, yeah. Like, just like Dave Ramsey. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't believe in Dave Ramsey at first. Then I read his, somebody was telling me about Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Then I read his book yeah. and I start following his steps and I start learning his story. And I'm like, let me try it just to see how it goes. And so I tried it and now where I'm at now, it has worked out for the better and it has made my life better. And when you when you get to a point where you're financially stable, yep. it makes your life a lot easier. It may it lifts burdens off of you and it makes it lets you have a fun life because you're not so stressed as to living paycheck to yeah, paycheck you know, or car payments. You got a yeah. lot of stuff you don't have to worry about no more. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to worry about car payments, credit card uh, bills, yep. Yep. Um, student loan debt, or it, really any other kind That's of right. debt. Yep. So I think it's, I, I think financial literacy is, is the first thing. And once you learn about financial literacy, once you dive deep into financial literacy and you see why financial literacy is important because you first have to see that before you can see the benefits of financial literacy. You have to see why it's important. Why are why are people teaching you financial literacy? And you know I'm gonna go, I'm always gotta go a different angle, right? A lot of people like to talk about how politics 
deal with going to finance. Oh, yeah. You know, I can look at it and say, okay, Democrats are in office right now. They push clean energy. So let me invest in, like, some clean energy stock. Yeah. The Republicans take over. They heavy into oil. They heavy into, you know, bringing jobs back to America. Let me invest in steel. Let me invest in different industries that's going to really affect us in America. Oh, yeah. I, I... I mean, politics one plays a role into everything, everything right? But you can also, um, I think, as far as financial literacy, if if you obviously politics plays a huge part in it, yeah. But you can also um, you can also you you also have to pl- play your own part if that makes sense. Exactly, like you can't just have the information and not use it. Correct. And you gotta know how to play. It's like playing a video game, man. You gotta know how to play the game. If I'm supposed to hear why to jump. And I don't hear why. It's my fault. That's true. That's it. And like you said, it's like it's like playing a video. You have to you have to follow though. You have to follow those steps when you're playing Madden. Madden yep. there's Madden suggestions for a exactly. reason. Yep. Yep. The, the the video game is recognizing what the defense is doing. So they're suggesting these plays yep. based off the defense. Obviously, you can go and do your own thing, and it may work out sometimes. Yep. But man, suggestions work out most of the time. You think about it, you learn the new video game, right? Man has <coughs> a gauntlet, so you learn the basics of the game. Yes. It's like some people skip the basics. Oh yeah. And just try to play the game. Yeah, that, that's that's true. Like, and that that goes even into um, into financial literacy. You have to or. Let's say we're budgeting. Yeah. You have to learn to budget before... I think you have to learn to budget before you learn to invest. There you go, yep. Because if, you were, if you're investing, but you're investing money that you're supposed to be budgeting, then at that point, yeah, you might have all this money invested. Yep. First of all, is it making money? Second of all, are you falling in debt over here because you're taking your money and putting it over here? How's it playing to my taxes? Like, it all goes together in a big, huge way. Because yes. if you make a lot of money... But the government coming. Oh, yeah. Coming hard. Yeah. Now, if you lose, you can claim it in your taxes, too. That's true. You know? You just got to, you got to, that goes back to financial literacy. Yep. If, you, if you know how to spend your money and yep. know, say, if you got a business and, and you know, you know, what you can use as a tax yeah. write-off. The right way, though. That's the right way. Uh, yeah, you got to be the right Ain't way. Ain't nobody going to jail. The right way. Yes. And so you have to be able to, you got to be able to, to First of all, do it as he said the right way. Yeah. And then you got to be able to to fit it into your budget. So if you're so if you're an entrepreneur making a lot of money, you got to be able to account for those taxes because a lot of times, for me, for me as a real estate agent, you get paid you get paid ten ninety nine at the end of the year. Ten ninety nine means they don't take taxes out on the front end. You pay taxes on the back end. You have to put money aside for those taxes or if you don't have that money aside, that goes back to the budget where now, come tax time, you got to pay all this money. But if you would have budgeted it for that on the front end, say, hey, I got this amount. I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm going to check, I'm gonna check my, the tax bracket, see which tax bracket I'm in, how much percentage do I need to take out. All right, so I got this commission check. So I'm going to take this, I'm going to take X amount out, put it into a whole separate bank account. Don't touch it. When tax time come, hey, you owe this money in taxes. Cool. I got it in this bank account. And this is what he do. I'm, I know he do it. And I would say, you got to have the right team, though. You need a CPA. Yes. Sometimes you may need a tax attorney. But you got to have the right people in place that can tell you, hey, these new tax laws, you can do this. Yes. Uh, you can't do this no more. So you got to have the right people in your corner. Yeah. And um, as you said, CP, CPA, for one, 
helps a ton. Um, get a financial coach. Like I said, I am a financial coach, so, so I help Anson out sometimes. Yep. I help him out with plenty of stuff. I help plenty of my boys out. And like I said, I just recently got certified, or I will, uh, I will soon be certified through Ramsey Solutions so that means Master no, Coaching. No, no more free knowledge, right? <laughs> I'm just asking because hey, it's, 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 I'm asking because I've been telling him to, to charge for his knowledge for years. So, so yeah, so it dives a lot deeper into obviously into what we talked about, but it goes a lot deeper and it's it's a lot of yeah, here's it's here. a lot that goes into it. I got it. the basic snowball effect. He got percentages and calculations, and I, it's just a whole lot. So trust me, you need to charge for it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of information. And then on top of that, you also want a financial advisor. Yeah. Fin- we, we are not financial advisors. No, I'm not. not a financial advisor. I'm a financial coach, which is different than a financial advisor. And I'm, the, I'm the assistant coach. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I'm going to help. Like, whatever he say, I'm backing it. A financial coach is somebody who coaches you through and gives you knowledge of what to do as far as budgeting, as far as um, as far as somebody who almost like an accountability partner. That's right. And somebody who who gives you the knowledge of how to get to that next step. That's right. A financial advisor assists you with taking your money and growing that money. Yes. So they put your money in mutual funds, stocks, bonds, um, 401k, IRA, uh, life insurance, That's right. yep. all that stuff. So, so I 100% think you need a financial advisor. You also you need a financial coach and you need a financial advisor. They're two separate. And so, a lot of times, a financial advisor will be a financial coach, but a financial coach is not necessarily a financial advisor. And you can see he's very passionate about finances, and it's always this way. Like, why, why you buy that? You don't need that. Why you get the new joints? You just get the last pair of joints that came out. Like, he go, he counts your money in a good way. Like, ah, oh, you don't need them shoes. Like, you know, he, 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 he look out for you. And I'm like that with everybody. Yep. Somebody buy a new car, I'm like, hey, let's look at your, can you really afford that new car? <laughs> like, I see you buying the car. I know you, I see you say this is what the payment is, but look deeper into it. Can you afford that car? Did you sit down, did you put together a budget after that budget? And that includes spending all your bills Putting your money together as far as saving, putting some and put some aside for investments, life insurance, 401k, after all that, and including miscellaneous funds, do you now have enough money to afford that car? Or are you is that car money coming from somewhere else? Yep. And we'll do small challenges to challenge each other. Like, hey, the, I could the physical part, they got me on. But like the money part, I could do those challenges like what was the challenge we did? Yeah, we did a challenge for the month of December. I just came up with, I was in the gym one morning at like five o'clock and I'm sitting there working out and actually it was the first of December and I said, I, I sent a group text at five o'clock in the morning. I know Anson was up, but everybody else was probably asleep. But I sent a group text out at five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yo, challenge for December. Let's put, everybody put $200 aside a week and then every day do 200 push-ups. Yeah, yeah, see, that's and, where you lost me at. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, it's something small, but I think it it it, it puts everybody in an accountability yep. mode. Like, even if you can't do the push-ups, even if you're trying to, like, yo, I got 50 push-ups got 50, a day, yep. or I got 100 push-ups a day, all right, cool, you trying. How much money you put aside this week? I was I was only able to put aside 150. Why weren't you able to put yep. aside 200? Is, is, is there something going on? Did you have some come up? Was there an emergency? Because if that's the case, 
do you have money set aside for an emergency? Yep. Like I told him, I was like, I didn't want to do straight cash. So I was like, I'm going to do $100 in stock a week and $100 in cash. Yeah. You break it up. I mean, it's stock is the same thing as cash. It, just, it can go up and go down, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was our challenge. And I think it was good because it kept, it, it keeps everybody account, people who actually do it. So what's the, what's the challenge in January? You, you going to do a challenge for January or what are we doing? I mean, we can. We can think of something. Okay. All right. So stay tuned. You know, we, we give our crowns because I mean, this episode, I think we should give you a crown. <laughs> you should yeah. get a crown this episode. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, we're we always giving our crowns. So I think this episode, you should get a crown, you know? I'll take it. And like we always say, this is more than a podcast. What are we doing? We're handing out crowns. Hand them out. That's right. Until next time. Stay tuned. Um, we will be coming back with more video, more episodes. So please stay tuned, and soon we will have some guests for you. And grow with us. In my circle, who the one who be the snakes? Who gon' fold up under pressure? Who gon' understand the stakes? Who gon' wait to get they food to try to take from off my plate? Who the love? Who gon' understand I'm hurt? Who gon' love me unconditionally and try to make it work? Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed it till once I'm in dirt? I ain't asking for too much, I'm trying.